Uncoordinated, Episode 204, Spirit of Service, Abby in California. Greetings, AP Coordinators. Thanks for joining us. I'm Derek Kometa, Senior Director, AP Coordinator Experience for the AP Program and former AP Coordinator. And I'm Carly Sugay, School Counselor and AP Coordinator. Welcome to a very special five-part mini-series of our coordinated podcast. Our theme is Spirit of Service, something I think many AP coordinators have in common, and that's a genuine passion to make meaningful contributions to our schools and especially our students. So today, we are excited to share a conversation with two AP coordinators, Carly Suge and Abby McCrate. Once again, it's time to get coordinated. Good morning, Abby. Nice to meet you, even if it's just online. Thanks. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. I'm excited to learn more about you and your school, especially since you are right down the freeway, sort of. A little birdie told me that you are also in Southern California. I am. I'm at Immaculate Heart High School in Los Angeles, specifically the heart of Hollywood. That's amazing. I didn't realize you were that close to where I am in Costa Mesa. We'll have to meet up the next time there's a University of Arizona football game in LA. Sounds good to me. Anytime. Speaking of Los Angeles, has that always been home for you? No, it hasn't, but it has been my home for the last 18 years. I was born and raised in rural Northwest Ohio. I like to make that distinction. Rural, you know, there's like a certain group of us that can really understand what that means. I'm from a very small town. Um, I made my way to California by way of studying to become a teacher in Ohio. So I attended Bowling Green State University, which also a nice big school like the University of Arizona. I was trying to get away from my sort of rural, um, everybody knows me (laughs) background. Um, So I went to a nice big school, still in Ohio though, because I have a special fondness for the Midwest. And I majored in education and minored in dance. And it was during my last year that I did my student teaching in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And While I'd always kind of known I wanted to leave the Midwest, even though it has such a a, prominent place in my heart, it was going to Brazil that I was like, oh, I want to go other places, see new places. So I applied to teaching jobs in Los Angeles, and I spent my first year as a seventh grade English teacher in Reseda. And after that year, I became a high school English teacher at Immaculate Heart, where I am now. And so I taught there for eight years. And I have been an academic and college counselor there for the last nine, um, in addition to serving as AP coordinator and being our senior class moderator. So one thing that I find really cool about my high school, about Immaculate Heart, is that we are one of only two high schools that graduates from the Hollywood Bowl. And it is such an amazing ceremony. And as the moderator, I get to have a hand in planning that really beautiful occasion. So that's kind of like a fun fact about one of the things that I do. Yeah, that is so cool. Well, we're lucky to have you in Southern California now. It is the best part of California, no matter what Derek says. (laughs) So could you tell us a little bit more about your school? How would you describe Immaculate Heart? Agreed. Southern California is the best, although I've spent hardly any time in Northern California. (laughs) But I like you, Carly. Um, 
So Immaculate Heart is an all-girls school. We have an enrollment always kind of fluctuating between 450 and 500 students. The thing I really love most about my school is uh, is right there in the name of the school. The place is all about heart to me, and mm. that's what stood out to me from the moment I went there for an interview is you know this mantra that we have, which is we are all trying to become people of great heart and right conscience. And so I think what has always stood out to me about our students, about what we seek to do, about our program, is that we're trying to make sure that we're all being people who are working for the benefit of others and making, you know, thoughtful decisions every day for the well-being of others. And I feel like our students are very focused on that goal. They're articulate, they're passionate, and pretty kind and caring. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. So I'm also curious about your AP program. How many AP courses does your school offer and which ones are the most popular? So we're offering 16 AP courses this year. We usually have 16 or 17, just depending on numbers um, and if we can run particular courses. So it's 16 for this school year. Perennial favorites are always the AP histories, AP world history, AP US history, and AP US government along with AP English Language and AP English Literature. However, I don't want to overlook the STEM classes because a lot of our students are interested in AP Biology, AP Statistics, AP Calculus too. It seems like it goes between those two, Statistics and Calculus. But one thing that I'm really proud of is that we have offered the AP Capstone Program AP seminar and AP research almost since um, its inception with the college board. So it's something that I know early on, you know, the teachers who teach it were very adamant that we offer that. And we've seen just, it's astonishing what students can do in those classes. And so you are like me, a counselor and an AP coordinator. So what do you enjoy most about each role? I know. And I love that you're a counselor and a coordinator too. I feel like I haven't really gotten the chance to talk with many counselors and coordinators. So I I think what I love the most about being a counselor, oh, there's so many things. Um, but really it is that my job is to listen. And I like that that is my job because I think that that is the root of how you help so many people feel mm-hmm. better is just by listening, right? And especially teenagers. I think that they just want to feel like someone is hearing them without judgment. Someone's actually listening to what they have to say rather than kind of jumping in with, this is what you should have done, or maybe you should think about doing it this way, or maybe you should have done this better, or maybe you should have thought Mm -hmm. about it differently, you know? So it feels just awesome that I get paid to listen to teenagers. I'm an only child. I really wanted to have siblings. So, you know, it's so nice to be able to like share, you know, time and space in my life with other people. Um... Yeah. So I would say that's why I like the most. I'm also kind of a natural like cheerleader. And so I really like being able to encourage students. Um, I feel like they can, you know, life gets overwhelming and they can get a little down on themselves or hard on themselves. And I think encouragement goes a long way. So I really like being able to provide that. And I think that that goes along with what I really love about being an AP coordinator because it, it, helps reinforce, you know, my students' pride in themselves and our teachers' pride in themselves and our AP program. You know, I'm really impressed with our AP program. And so whatever I can do to bolster that program, you know, to lift it up, I love being able to do that. Our teachers work really hard. So do our students. And it's nice to help them, you know, through the year. Yeah, I think my own answer is similar. I love being a counselor because I love being able to help students 
make that connection to their next point in whatever they're choosing to do, kind of being that person that's the sounding board for them. Kind of like you said, just being there to listen and trying to help them find those connections with their passions. And then I like being an AP coordinator because I get to work with students that are outside my caseload. So at my school, I'm a counselor for a certain part of the alphabet. I'm A through GI. I think you are too, right? That's right. I am. I'm A through, well, depending on the year, right? Like I'm A through H this year. Sometimes I'm A through G. (laughs) Right, right. So that's something that I love about being an AP coordinator is being able to work with all the students at my school and kind of see everybody in a, a different light that I don't always get the opportunity to work with. That's such a good point. So Abby, how did you first learn what you needed to know to be an AP coordinator? Did you have someone at your school help you or did you have to learn it on your own? So I, like many people, I inherited the job from someone who had done it for many years before me. And then I came in as the newest member of the counseling team and was a hand at the job. What was lovely though, is that the person from whom I was inheriting the job, she was going to stay on at our school for a year or two more. And so while I was going to be the coordinator for that year, she was still there to answer my questions from the really silly. I remember very early on, and it's crazy to me now, I remember having to be like, what's a C-E-E-B code, <laughs> you know, um, to things like Uh, Well, she had like left me a list of tasks, kind of like a timeline, you know, and it was like in early April, make sure you clear with the athletic director when the swim finals will be and make sure you see if, you know, other students have other tests going on at the same time. So like just a whole mix of things that she made sure I was aware of and that also I, you know, asked about. So that was really advantageous for me and also you know, when I think back on those early years too, back in the day, we used to offer these pre-administration sessions where the students would come to bubble in their Scantron sheets before things were on the pre-printed labels. And so I remember just being like, how do I do this? How am I going to make sure every student gets there after school when they have so many competing demands on their time? You know, who wants to come bubble in a Scantron? So it was just really nice to have someone who could help me figure out the logistics of that. But I'm fortunate that the person from whom I inherited it, that she was staying around for, I think, another year, maybe another two years. So that first year, um, I remember her handing me a list of things written on paper, a list of things like with a timeline, like here's when you need to ask this, here's when you need to ask the AD, you know, the athletics director, what competitions are happening in May, here's when you need to do this, like a really good list of things that I might not have thought of. Um, and then she was there, I could ask her questions about anything, you know, so that was really helpful. Um, and so a lot of it was just being able to ask when I needed help. Um, and I will never forget, you know, that was back when we did pre-admin sessions, you know, because we didn't have the labels and everything wasn't all digital. And so that was like the biggest, I remember even outside of like the two testing weeks and, um, you know, all of that, like it was pre-admin that I was like, how do I get everybody to come and to make sure they complete this, you know? And so I had a lot of, um, systems of hers that Mm -hmm. I could rely on. Yeah. I used to call those bubble days and we've streamlined a lot of that with the college board accounts. So thank goodness for that. Right. (laughs) Oh, totally. It's so, so much easier. Mm. And so how many years have you been an AP coordinator now? 
So this is my ninth year. All right. So if you were going to share one piece of advice with someone who is in their first year as an AP coordinator, what would it be? I think that you know, the details of the job are really what can become overwhelming. Like I was saying, you know, I wouldn't have known maybe I should check with athletics to see what students are competing in swim finals Mm -hmm. the week, you know, during AP testing in May. And there's things that people will say that will occur, you know, you're like, oh gosh, I should have checked that. Should I check that? Should I know that? So it's like the job is about these details, I think, that can feel overwhelming. But the thing to always like step back and remember is that there is Like no one is far away when it comes to getting a question answered or to getting help. Um, Especially, I'm just amazed at what I see now with like the wealth of resources that are available. You know, chat with a coordinator is amazing. And then there's, I mean, there's this podcast, there's the on-demand videos at AP Central, like the back-to-school workshops are on-demand. Just like there is so much help. And it's like everyone wants this to be a doable, successful AP testing season for you. Like no one wants it to be challenging or difficult. So like people are here to help. And honestly, the other thing I found always really helpful even now are the AP coordinators manuals. Like I know that's probably really old school and cheesy, but 99% of my questions are answered in those texts. I mean, I the people who write those (laughs) They know what they're doing. It's like they're the oracle. I don't know. Like they have seen all the things that could happen and they've addressed what you should do when that happens. I love that, Abby. That's great advice. Hey, Abby, thanks again for the quick conversation. We really appreciate you making the time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Carly, for asking me these questions and for sharing about your own experience. Let me know when you're in Los Angeles. I'd love to meet up. Absolutely. Hey, before we go, one final question. Our theme for this mini series of coordinated podcast episodes is spirit of service. When you hear that, when you hear spirit of service, what does that mean to you? To me, it means, you know, I think I mentioned this when I was talking about what I love most about my high school, but it's really what I love most about just my job in general. You know, it's being as others focused as I can be. It's about you know, lightening someone else's load, which is something that we seek to do as, you know, AP coordinators helping each other out, you know, listening to people as they work out a problem, serving other people's spirits, basically, so that they can be confident and successful. Fellow AP coordinators. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week as we feature another AP coordinator. And this time, we'll visit one of the fastest growing high schools in the state of Iowa. So stay tuned for that. And on behalf of AP Program Delivery and the AP Coordinator Experience Team, we do absolutely appreciate you. And for all our support of AP students, yep, our support. AP coordinators, we are truly good as gold.
I'm good as gold. Well, hello, Carly. Glad you could make it. Oh my gosh. So sorry to be late. I'm not too late, though, am I? Please tell me the party is still going on. I hate to miss a good party. You are in luck. It's not too late. The party goes on and on and on, thanks to the power of our on-demand video. Oh, thank goodness. The release party for the AP Coordinator's Manual Part 2 is the place to be. All those updates and key information for a successful spring. Can't miss that, Derek. I could not agree more. You and all our friends can click on the link in the show notes to watch the video. That's right. There's an on-demand video of the party, no registration required. Or you can go to collegeboard.org slash AP Coordinator Experience. That's collegeboard.org slash AP Coordinator Experience. Get your popcorn ready. We'll see you at the party. (laughs) 